on stormy seas My stomach would squeeze when the waves would come crash on the deck Two shaky knees, three sheets to the breeze I ripped off the sails in the wreck I had no north star I figured all the wounds would make good scars Like a firefly stuck in a mason jar A slave to my craving like nothing could save me I had no north star When the ship ran aground I heard the sound of your mama's sweet voice on the breeze Your face in her eyes, two suns in my sky It was a honeymoon, the birds and the bees Now you are my north star I'm trading in my gun and my fast car For a couple of college fund dip jars My sweet little babies Everything to make a simple turn For an old timer You taught me I still got so much to learn From my North Star you my North Star to left of the dial i'm your host kitsy and with me once again is the unclimbable caleb coy <laughs> many have tried none have succeeded <laughs> many men have died <laughs> that's why your nickname in college was everest right yes exactly yeah uh, i'm the hill they came to die on <laughs> <laughs> now that's a claim that is a claim. I don't even know what that means. I don't either, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. So, hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Caleb. How's it going? It's it's going good. I'm not going to get to see you. For, well, I mean, I'll get to see you tomorrow because we're recording another episode tomorrow. But I'm not going to get to see you for a little bit because I'm going to Fest. That's true. I'm very excited for you, though. Very jealous. 
not of the not of the going to Florida part, but at the being at Fest part. Yeah, I'm not excited to go to Florida. That that is unfortunately where Fest is. So yeah. sometimes I meet people who are excited to go to Florida. I'm like, why? Why have you been there? Have you do you not know? <laughs> Uh, it just Have occurred you to seen me. Florida. It just occurred to me. This episode's coming out a week after Fest, so oh no. Uh, yeah, talking about Fest in the intro probably is not very. Uh, ah, whatever. I'm, right. I'm sure I had fun, or I died. Let's. I mean, we'll, we'll never know. Those are the only two possibilities. Those though. are the that's only what, two possibilities at this that's point. That's what we do now. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, this is not a uh, posthumous release uh, for me. So. No. Well, Kitsy, you know the. At least uh, it, you won't get lost on the way because you'll always have your North Star to, to navigate. But Caleb, Florida's south of here. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but that's how I'll get home. <laughs> that's how I'll get home. And yeah, uh, that was a great segue into what we're talking about this week. Uh, you just heard North Star, the very first track off of the brand new Dave Hawes record, Blood Harmony. And... Uh, listeners of this podcast, uh, longtime listeners, frequent listeners will know I am a gigantic Dave Hawes fan. I have a loved one's tattoo. Uh, the man can do no wrong in my, (laughs) in my ears. Uh, that sounds weird. Um, (laughs) but he's back. He's got another record that, uh, I mean, two weeks ago as of this release, but just, just came out, um, as of us recording this and, uh, yeah, we just heard the first track, North Star. Caleb, what do you think yeah. of North Star? Yeah, so uh, first impression, uh, how dare you? Uh, because I did not come here planning to cry sitting listening to the very first song tonight. I mean, I didn't either. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. So th- this is, th- I, it's, it's worth noting, this is a blind react for both of us. Yeah. Uh, we have heard a couple of the singles off the record, but we... Uh, you know, due to some scheduling mishaps, uh, had to kind of pull this one out of the hat at the last minute. So we are listening to this for the first time live as we are recording. And yeah, that was a touching song, wasn't it? It absolutely was. With this beautiful little acoustic homage to, and I mean, presumably it's autobiographical. It very much sounds like it. It's about Dave's own children. I don't know anything at all about Dave's family, but now I feel like I do. Uh, I, I, what I do know is he has twin boys. They're they're pretty young. I believe that's them on the cover, actually. Oh, that's adorable. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but that looks to be about the right age. And no. why would you have a picture of two other? little kids on the cover um and uh blood harmony actually is kind of a uh a, a nod to this all being about family so he uh plays and records with his brother tim uh in his band uh a lot uh so obviously they're family and very close yeah and um his his wife and kids obviously are are very important to him um and uh, the, you know, they're all, they're doing all of the, uh, like the, the, the record is actually on Blood Harmony Records, if you look, and that is Dave's own label that he started. So they're actually like doing it all themselves. Like they've kind of really Neat. gone back to a DIY approach, uh, with this, this record. So it's, it's all in the family now as it were. So, which I think is really cool. Like I have a lot of respect for that, especially, you know, at, at the level Dave's at, it's very easy to just say, ah, let someone else deal with that stuff. But he's like, no, I, I want, I want to make sure it's right. And yeah. I like that. Yeah. And 
it kind of feel a little bit of the direction that well well I'm I'm making assumptions now based on first track of this record. We'll see yes. we'll see how they pan out. Uh but basically you know the assumptions that I've made so far you, you kind of get a feeling uh of the direction that he was going at least for me starting in burying me in Philly but you know maybe sooner uh, mm-hmm. where he kind of starts looking at this idea of you know of growing older of wanting to have roots and stability and whatnot and you know wanting to to have a, a sense of home and like right in this first track really just puts that right puts it entirely out there you know this metaphor of being you know a ship lost in, in stormy seas with no way home and like you know then i heard your you know your voices and like you saved me yeah <laughs> it's i'm i'm choking up a little bit just talking about i know it. i <laughs> And I don't even like kids, but like this is so sweet. <laughs> Me, same, same. Like I can't relate to to that feeling at all. But yet somehow he's got me feeling some kind of way, which just goes to show you what an amazing songwriter and storyteller he actually is. Yeah, and you know, there's it's it's a very like low key understated acoustic track. It's very warm tone. Like just kind of feels like that. Like intimate small room you're just playing with family and friends again keeping with that theme mm-hmm. but then there there's these subtle little layers just where they need to be of like a single strum of a, you know, a trem uh guitar uh a a little bit of a glockenspiel that then gets doubled with this gorgeous little piano improv and like all of these things that just just show up when they need to and then just back right out yep <laughs> and it's so like beautifully crafted and so uh like just expertly delivered um this is i want to try to stay away most most of the time from using uh hyperbole or superlative language when i'm describing uh music this is honestly one of the one of the best just straight acoustic singer songwriter tracks that i've heard in a long time and it's not really a surprise coming from you know such an excellent songwriter Mm -hmm. uh but I definitely I expected a more of a kick down the door let's let's party sort of groove from another Dave Haas record and yeah it's not what we're here for well apparently not at least not off the bat um it's yeah I thought this was an interesting choice as the opening track I mean it makes sense given kind of the theme of the record and what I know about it what what Dave said in interviews and whatnot um but this really felt like a closer to me yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see where we go. I mean, I know where we go. Sandy Sheets is next, and that's we've all heard Sandy Sheets. That was a, a one of the singles. Um, yeah, but uh, so we maybe we'll skip that because I think we even covered that in. We did. It yeah, was in one of our, I, I think it maybe it was in the the new music spotlight or one of the times when we just did like a grab bag singles. Yeah, yeah, grab bag. I like that. Yeah, grab bag. That'll be last week's episode. Oh. For for the folks who are listening to these in order. <laughs> Excellent. But it's tomorrow's episode for us. Time is weird, huh? Time is extremely weird. Podcasts does not abide by the laws of time. What even is time, though? What even is a podcast? What? Does anyone really know? No. Anyway, <laughs> uh, should we jump on to another track? Well, I was going to say that I, I had the definition of podcast, but really I would just be stealing it from someone else and that would make me a plagiarist. Meet me later, we'll be heading southbound. Maybe we could go for a ride. We could drive and get high. 
about how I could be for The shiny things that sparkle in your eye Like that place on the drive On the ocean side Okay, so you know how I talk about a stairway to nowhere sometimes? Uh-huh. This song has, it's a similar concept, but it's a very much an action movie sequence of running, 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 jump off a cliff, land in the water, and then you're just kind of treading, and you're laughing yep. about how you survived. Yeah. That's how that song oh, yeah. ends. Because <laughs> it's this huge, like, climactic build. It's just, I could feel it in my heart, just like, boom. And it just kind of eases its way out. <laughs> it does. Kind of just like how it comes in, which is, you know, 
I, I find it interesting that the track is called Plagiarist, and <laughs> it, it legit sounds like he's going to break into summer of '69. A hundred percent. In that in that beginning, um, that's all I got there. Uh, I, I really hope that that was intentional because it feels like it was. It it does. I mean, it, it, and it wouldn't be the first time too. I mean, he's he's got a great. Um, I don't want to say rip off. I'm going to say homage to the Who uh, in. Uh, s- Fuck, I can't remember the name of the song. <laughs> Saboteurs. Ah, ah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. A little, little Bab O'Reilly action in there. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, so I have one complaint about this song. Oh, no. A single complaint. Is it that it's not long enough? No, it's. I actually feel like it's like the perfect length. I agree. It's like it's got it, it, it. There's a lot that feels like it's crammed in here, uh, like energy-wise in the song. In like, it's, you know, was it like f- f- four verses and whatnot? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, no, it's that I really wanted there to be piano on the chorus. Now, oh, yeah. mind you, there is some some incredible organ swells that I'm not gonna say they make up for it. But I, I understand the choice they made, but I just wanted there to be this just banging piano part through that whole chorus. It's just really like there is something about this song that like it feels like it fits more in with the, the you know, you've referenced Summer of 69 and how it starts out like that. It feels like it's going to be a big like 80s, 90s era, like radio pop song where you're going to have the, the, the piano playing along with the guitar. I don't know. There's. I'm I'm struggling to describe it, but in my head I, I hear it, and it's not something he's he hasn't done before. I know the loved ones done that, and I know that there was, unless I'm making it up, I'm pretty sure there was some piano on "Bury Me in Philly" as well. Uh, it just it's it's not really a complaint because the song is fantastic. That's just if I were going to knit any one thing, it would be that. That's fair. That's fair. Also, the line. Uh, when the jig is up, we'll saw it into pieces. It's pretty brilliant. I he does have these little like kind of Easter egg wordplay things in his songs a lot that like on first listen you don't really know. I mean, you did obviously, but nah. uh, <laughs> but a lot of times it, they're not readily apparent. Like that, that went right past me. The other thing that the Dave does in this track that has eluded me for my entire life is how to capture. When life is good, yeah, in song, like how to take those moments of joy and of just feeling alive and free and whatnot. Like the the flip side of all the sad love songs is all of the the time that spent people spend actually happy and living life together. Yeah, and some people are really great at capturing that. I've never figured it out. I've never cracked the code, but it is it is on display here. You know, I think it's a lot harder to do. Because I, really I, I think everyone can relate to pain, right? Like, and and pain, it's it's easy to make art about pain. I think it's a lot harder to make art about joy, at least when it comes to music, at least for me, and presumably a lot of other people. Because, like you said, it's it's something that you don't see as often. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's great to see see that from Dave because you know some of his older stuff was a little darker and and. You know, like that—that that first loved one's full length was, you know, I mean, heartbreakingly sad in some parts. I mean, that mm-hmm. you know, the song about his mom dying, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's you know, it's it's good to hear 
at least, you know, uh, as far as we can tell, that it seems like he's doing good these days. And it's just kind of, it's nice. It's just nice. It's very nice. It's, you know, we need that right now. Just as a collective we, like we just, we need something nice right now. Yeah. And it's, it's important to be able to, to celebrate the, the small moments in life that are good, even if they're not these like big, huge, like wondrous occasions, just the, the everyday little things. And, you know, hearing an artist capture those reminds me like, oh yeah, like these are the things that I should be stopping and appreciating. Yeah. So. I think it's your turn. Is it my turn? I think it's your turn. Well, you know I can't skip Gary. Well, then let's listen to Gary. This song starts with some big Elvis Costello energy. Okay, so uh, the analogy that I was going to make was it, it sounded to me like if the Gaslight Anthem decided to play slow ska. So Elvis Costello. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once again, oh, I probably, you know, honestly, this is, it's on me for not expecting the feels from this record. I know. Um, and it's more, I, I'll, I'll give myself the excuse that I wasn't expecting it because I wasn't expecting to listen to this record. And so I was just, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll click play and it'll be fine. Uh, but no, he's really crushing me. Uh, this is a man who is very much... <sighs> coming to terms with a lot of things in his life and like trying to find peace. Yeah. Is the, the feeling that I'm getting uh, specifically from this song, but just like across the board so far, the, the, the four tracks that we've heard, this is someone who's looking back and thinking about what, where his life has been and where it's led him and you know, how to be a better person along the way. Yeah. I, I was expecting feels from this record, but not these specific feels. These are different feels than I would have expected from a Dave Haas record. But you know what? Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. It's, and it's even like, it's very much reflected in his lyric writing. But you even hear it in his voice. Like when he decides to go for the, the higher notes and just really belt a line. Mm -hmm. Like he, he still hits it flawlessly, but there's a little bit more strain in his voice. And I don't say this as like a critique because it sounds like, well, first of all, it sounds incredible, but it, it sounds like a man who is getting older mm -hmm. and like the, you know, the emotion is still there. It's still genuine and he still knows how to let it out. He sure does. <laughs> it's. The, those lines where he just, just like up an octave and just really putting everything into it like are just so powerful. And this being a song about you know the the way people treat each other and ha like coming to terms with you know being a bully mm -hmm. in in you know in his younger days and recognizing the cycles of hurt that that creates. Yeah. Oof. Well, oh. <laughs> well, Caleb, I hope you don't hurt anymore. I, that's what a line. Hurt people hurt people. And I hope you don't hurt anymore. Like there's like a, layers of meaning to that. I know. And what like this. 
yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have more to say. This is just a really kind of overwhelming <laughs> first experience with this record. I, I wish I was as good with words as Dave is because I might have something better to say about this song, but it was a great yeah. song. Yes. And I'm happy it exists, and I'm happy I got to hear it. And uh, I'm happy our listeners get to hear it now because we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear Gary, and when we come back, we'll talk about some more songs off of the new Dave Haas record, Blood Harmony. So stay tuned. Okay. Don't name him Gary. I knew a Gary in school. He tried so hard to be cool, but kids can be so cool. When I knew Gary, he liked to climb in trees, but we were high with bees. We stung him mercilessly. Poor little Gary. You could see it when we would sting. He'd spit on his broken wing. Kids say the damnedest things. When I knew Gary, he'd beat on his brother's face under that old staircase just to give him a taste. Hurt people, hurt people. Storyteller series brings you full cast audio productions of short stories. I'm the host, Megs, and each month we'll bring you a brand new story performed by talented voice actors, interviews with great authors, and exclusive print edition stories. Listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. Catch us on Twitter and Instagram at NSRStoryteller or at NightShiftRadio.com. 
the Storyteller series. Old Time Radio, rebooted. Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No. Well, maybe. But the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now... Which one is the one with the whales? Four.
You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I am still Kitsy. Caleb has still not been summited. Nope. Because he's unclimbable. Unclimbable. They had something here. The hill people go to die on. (laughs) The hills have I? And we're still talking about (laughs) Blood Harmony, the new record from Dave Hawes. And, who boy, you just heard Carry the Lantern coming back from the break. And... I've just I've got to say I have been in love with every guitar tone I've heard on this record so far. Yeah, we haven't talked a lot about the the music side of this record, but it's just beautiful sounding it, on every track. It really is. And the guitar tones have been great, but this song in particular, the guitar in the right channel with that slapback delay on it. Yes. And it's a little bit louder than it should be maybe, but I kind of love it. And it's just like, I could listen to that guitar, just play that chord loop all day long. And there's a, a, a bit of a Tom Petty vibe mm-hmm. to the, uh, especially the verse grooves. Yep. That, that intro and everything. And it's just like, all right, all right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, and of course I get my piano on this track. Finally. You sure did and, get your piano and, in, in buckets full and a couple of different spots, and oh, it's just, it's it's what I needed. I think it's what I needed. I think uh, it, we would be remiss if we didn't call out the great, like, just descending piano part in the second verse specifically. Mm-hmm. It gets all a little twinkly, and 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 uh, uh, I uh. also really loved the uh, the ahs part uh, towards the end. Yes. Just this, suddenly, this huge backing vocal comes in with this and sing along. Uh, and I just, I, I feel like that's going to be one of those moments where if he's playing this song on the road, the whole audience is mm-hmm. going to be joining in on it. If you don't, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, not a stranger to the sing-along part, so. No, not you gotta, at all. You got to have one. You do got to have one. And you got to carry it high. And you got to carry it high. And you know what you shouldn't do, Caleb? What shouldn't you do? Oh, it's t- it's too soon to go into another song, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I guess we can do it however we want. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're going to say, though. What was I going to say? I'm not going to tell you. You have to say it. Oh. I forget what <laughs> the segue I was making. Now I lost. I derailed myself. So you know what you shouldn't do? Something, something, snow globe. I don't believe you. <laughs> you shouldn't leave it in the dream. Yeah. In that dream, specifically. I doubt I'd do it if I got the chance. But I keep wishing for that fever trance. It's a dream I keep having where I'm rolling around Daisy Field with you. Your lips touch mine and I wake up not knowing what's true. I doubt I'd do it if I got the chance Is this a symptom or just happenstance? The dream I keep having in the cabin where you got snowed in With me, I wake up scratching that limb like an amputee I still dream of you Dream. 
the sense that the vocals were very gently panning slightly back and forth during that song just a little tiny bit i didn't notice no okay something was going on and i couldn't i couldn't really figure out what um doesn't matter i'll have to pay attention for that uh next time i listen to it but i was just too entranced by this song. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was finding it hard to like focus on like specific elements to critique because it's just so like across the board, just like subtle and beautiful. Uh, there's like I knew we were going to get at least one more acoustic track when he started the record with it. I'm like, there's going to be at least one more, of course. Uh, but this one being so almost like broody and finger picking, and then. Is that a melodica towards the end? Maybe. It sounded like a melodica. It did a little bit. And I'll be honest with you, I only know one person that plays the melodica. And I would be not at all surprised if she were to make an appearance on this record. Is it me? It's Kaylee. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And... Now I'm, I'm like trying to find any information about like the making of this record to see if there's like album credits because I want to know. This is another like unexpectedly heavy song. Mm-hmm. Again, not unexpected in that I don't expect it from Dave, but unexpected is I just wasn't prepared for this. And not heavy as in like metal, as in like emotions. Yes. Exactly. Because it is not a heavy song musically. Uh, uh, it's very soft and delicate, nice little finger picking mm-hmm. guitar. Delicate. What a great word. Delicate. And and Dave uh, hit some low notes for his register on, on this yeah. track, which is not something I think I've heard him do before. And it's, it almost invoked like a Johnny Cash vibe to me. Yes. Which I love because I don't think it was in this track. I think it was in one of the, the previous tracks. 
Uh, he uses the line, uh, walk the line. Uh, nice. But yeah, it's very, very reminiscent of, of Johnny Cash in the vocals or just like, I, I was thinking of just like classic country that like storyteller country. So mm-hmm. um, like just more the pacing than than anything because it doesn't sound or really feel like it, but it like in some ways reminded me of uh, uh, what's the... You tell gay who lives your right. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, here's looking at you, kid. That's the one. Thank you. Yes. yes I, just, I knew I needed to just like put it out there in the universe. But like the pacing of it gave me like that yep. kind of feel. Uh, but this leans, like I said, much more in the, the old country. And I was looking at it and listening to the lyrics, and I was like, this, at first, my thought is like, this doesn't really fit with the, the rest of the vibe of the record because you know, we up until this point been you know, talking about you know, him having kids and just, you know, like really finding like joy in life with, with his wife, partner, girlfriend. I don't, I don't know. Well, I think, I think they got married. I think it's, I think it's wife. I think. Okay. Wife. Um, I don't want to make assumptions, but you that's, know. that's fair. Um, and, you know, reflecting back on childhood traumas committed and felt and all of these things. And then here's this, what feels like kind of a longing sort of love song, until you get to the the chorus and realize like oh no this is like a kind of like a, a looking back at a we'll say a, a missed opportunity or a, a might have been mm-hmm. and that line like if you dream of me don't tear my world apart leave it in that dream and I love that it's like you know what it's okay to to look back to think about this to remember to wonder I think that's normal I think everyone does that I know I do yeah. It's in the past, and please leave it there. Um, which is, yeah, I, I think that's a, it's a very relatable sentiment because um, you know what? Just because you found happiness and quote unquote settled down, doesn't stop you from being human and having feelings. Well, it can. I suppose it can, but it doesn't have to. It it, sh- it probably shouldn't. It doesn't have to, and it shouldn't. It, yeah, it sh- if it, if it does, then you should probably not be doing anyway we're not here to be your therapist (laughs) uh but yeah just i i love it's it's a really words words are hard it's a reasonably sparse song it is uh there's a lot of space to to breathe and just kind of think through it uh but it still paints such a vivid imagery and i think that that's something dave is really good at doing like he can he can bring you right to where where he is mm-hmm. uh, without like without a lot of words, but with the right ones. Definitely, I think I think this is the best writing I've heard from Dave ever. Oh, I mean this I the, like I've I've always loved Dave's songwriting. Obviously, I mean yeah. Um, you know, from again, even from back in the loved ones days, I mean, I've been following, uh, following Dave's music for the better part of, you know, over 15 years now. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's almost 20 years actually. Anyway. Um, wow. And and I've, I've always, I've always loved his songwriting. I've always been impressed with his songwriting. I think this record, at least the tracks that we've heard so far really are on a whole other level. Like he, he has, he did something and he has leveled up his songwriting yeah, for sure. Um, and that's not to say his other stuff wasn't good. Cause obviously it was, I loved everything he's done, but this is just, mm-hmm. he has achieved some other level of Daveness 
that he did not previously possess. And I'm very happy that that's happened. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. It was I was taking a little a uh, little aback hearing you say it, but um, just knowing how big of a fan you are to to be able to say like, nope, this is this is it. Um, yeah, I it I keep coming back to this idea that this feels like a very emotionally and musically mature record, mm-hmm. and this is this is someone who's who's done been, you know done the work for a long time. And hasn't shown any signs of stopping, but is very much in a different place when he sits down to write than he would have been 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, however long. Which is, I mean, a good thing, because if you're still writing the same song after 20 years, like, I don't know. If it's it's a good song, I'll keep listening to it, but, you know, I will kind of wonder about you. Yeah, exactly. You just, do you need, do you need a friend? We all should I come? Friend. Should I come over with some tea? Ooh, I would love some tea. Actually, <laughs> I've got my cardigan on. It's all cool here this evening. It's nice. Ah, the perfect cozy fall evening. Yeah. Before we jump into our last song, yeah. Uh, what do we got going on? What do we? Well, when will this come? You were just at fest. I was just at I, fest, as was Andrea. I, I imagine that that was awesome. I, I mean, it was either awesome or I died, as we covered earlier. In the future, <laughs> that's the the only two options. In the future, I will find out. Yes, uh, and in, in the past, for listeners, uh, if you're following us anywhere on the internet, you will probably also have found out. Yes, whether you're, you're reading the blog over at leftofthedial.fm or you're following us on any of our socials uh, at Left of the Dial PC. Um, the PC, of course, formerly standing for podcast. And now we just, you know, it's a secret. Now we won't tell you. Yeah, we, we can't. T- legally, we can't, actually. Our lawyers have told us that we can't tell you. It's true. It's true. Uh, we've had some pretty phenomenal live streams. Um, although, being that we are manipulating time at the moment, I can't recall uh, which ones we will have done uh, when this came out. Well, I will say uh, the November is jam packed because uh, we 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 had three now I think in uh, in October that we still haven't released oh, um, nice. that are, that are going to come out in November and we have a whole packed schedule of uh, of other ones in November. Um, so keep a lookout for those. We've got uh, we've got a session coming from the Gully Boys. We've got a session coming from Anika Pyle. Uh, those were both back in October that are going to just blow your socks off. Um, and of course the, the lunar year, we recently released that one as of this recording. It's been a while once you hear this, but anyway, that one, I'm still blown away by the lunar year live session. Um, I mean, all of our live sessions are great, all of them, but that lunar year one really took me by surprise. I love every time a new one's your favorite. It just makes me happy. Well, it, it tells me that we're just getting better at doing them and mm-hmm. we just keep getting good bands. And I love mm-hmm. that. So, um, total side note, I was completely unfamiliar with Gully Boys, uh, until just a couple of days ago. I, I just quick pulled up. I listened to one track cause I was doing something else at the time, but I, I just wanted to know like, all right, what do they sound like? Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely my jam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will have to get them on the podcast here. Hopefully soon. Um, the- after like once their tour wraps up and everything we should we should try to get them on to talk about their music because it's very good dig it 
I am into that. Uh, uh, we also, you know, f- folks out there ask us all the time. I know, Caleb, you probably get just hundreds of emails a day about constantly. this. Um, uh, how can we support Left of the Dial? Well, how can we? How can we support Left of the Dial? Well, we have a lot of great options for you to support Left of the Dial. Uh, we have a Patreon which you can sign up for and you will get uh, access to some exclusive content, some behind the scenes content of our live sessions. Um, it's extremely cool. You get early access to stuff. It's, it's very cool. Come hang out with us on the Patreon. It's, it's a good time. Uh, we have a, uh, we have a price tier for every budget, uh, unless your budget is literally $0, in which case, uh, just give us a follow and share our stuff on social media. That helps too. You know, um, leave us a review on Apple podcasts that, that really helps boost, uh, boost us in Apple's algorithm and yeah. helps other people find us. So if you if you if you listen and you enjoy, get, just give us a quick little review and it'll be a nice thing to do. And you'll feel good about it and we'll feel good reading it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, what else? Uh, we have t-shirts. You can buy t-shirts. They're really cool. Uh, our um, logo designed by our, our, our good buddy uh, Jay Douglas in uh, Chicago. I believe that's what they're going by now, at least for their illustration. Uh, apologies if I got that wrong. And uh, you can get those at our Bandcamp with leftthedial.bandcamp.com, where you can also get uh, the audio from all of our amazing live sessions. And uh, that money uh, goes uh, 50-50 between us and the bands, so you're supporting us and you're supporting the bands, which is always a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's that's how you can that's how you can support us. That's how you can help us out. It's how you can show your love for the thing that we do. We're also getting very, very close to a milestone episode. Yeah, we are very quickly coming up on episode number 98, and I am (laughs) beyond excited for that one. Um, No, of course, you are referring to episode 100. What are we going to do for 100? I don't know. I don't know. Wow, we we are getting close to 100. That is bonkers. It is. It is absolutely wild, and... Uh, it's to to be a part of things that have that have gone for this song and hopefully been this impactful uh, is nice. It is, is. And, and just to to be able to say that we've been doing doing this like consistently and like just putting out a new episode every week. It's you know, I love it. It makes me very happy. I'm very proud of us. You know, I've been doing this podcast longer than I've lived in most apartments I've had. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's weird. Uh, I've also been doing this podcast longer than almost every job that I've had. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, you know what, Caleb? I'm glad you let me do this. I'm I'm glad that you asked me to do this. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, that's almost two years worth. And I think about like between that and you know, our uh, one of the other shows on our network, never heard of it, just uh, hit our two hundredth episode. Yeah, uh, that's right. Like we like coming up rapidly on a four year anniversary, and like to to be a part of these things, it's just it's so exciting. It's so, extremely cool. So here's to uh, here's to another hundred episodes. Yeah. All right. So, what do we want to go out on? Well, I think it's only fitting we go out on the last track, don't you? I think that that is fitting. This record ends the way it starts, <laughs> almost making me cry. Oh, absolutely making me cry. Um, So I have no intention of ever having children of my own. Same. But if I were to have, like, this is, 
this the lyrics of this song are 100% what my parenting philosophy would be. Yeah, agreed. Like uh to to not pass on the things that were were taught to me and to to you know, my peers uh and are still being taught to people now of how to not be good enough, how mm-hmm. to never be good enough and never feel good enough. Uh and just what a powerful message. And you know, we've talked a lot about how the writing style on this record has changed. But I think it has to be acknowledged that it very much feels like the intended audience of this record has changed from mm-hmm. past Dave House and Loved Ones stuff where it's very much not the the live fast, live hard, and just fucking you know, leave it all on the what what is the leave it all on the mat, whatever the, the term is. I don't know. Um <laughs> kind of life it's like slow down and think back and learn from it mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it feels very much like it's it's speaking not only from a more mature place but to uh people who have, have uh started to reach that point in their own lives yeah i, I think there's there's probably a lot of people like who like if Whenever it was that you introduced me to loved ones, which I think was probably close to, to 15 years ago at this point, yeah. that version of me would not have appreciated this record the oh, same way. Same. I, I would have appreciated the songwriting just from like you know a music perspective, like, wow, this is really good. But like the the songs themselves would have meant next to nothing to me. Yeah, same. And even to to not have children, to to not quite be in you know the same place personally, uh, as, as Dave obviously is here. Um it still speaks to me so much more. And that I think is probably the, the real power in whatever he's figured out from a songwriting perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. A plus record. I gotta say this, <laughs> this was a good, good record. I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised in the slightest, but I expected to enjoy it. I mean, I, the, we heard Sandy sheets. It was a jam. It was, you know, it, it was a lot. I, I think it's interesting that that was the first single because that's more like right along the lines of what I would have expected from this whole record. Well, that's probably why it was the first single. Exactly. Like, oh yeah, here, come on in. You're you're gonna recognize this. It's gonna be great. And then like, bam, here's here's bam, all, all the feels. The feels. <laughs> all the feels. So. You know, you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned that that you you don't plan on having kids. But if you did, that that this track would be kind of your your parenting philosophy in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up uh, without a dad for the most part, and uh, I kind of wish Dave Hawes was my dad now. So oh. there we go. <laughs> yeah, which makes no sense because I don't think he's anywhere near old enough to be my dad. But that's fine. <laughs> um, that's it's fine. Okay, because he's gonna love you anyway. Of course, he's right is. there. It's right there in the song. I mean, yeah, this, you know what? This album is my dad now. And that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's exactly how that works. Oh, I don't know if there's anything else to do other than go listen to the rest of this record. Cause holy shit. Yeah. I mean, like don't waste another moment listening to us talk about it. Go listen to the, the record. Yeah. Turn the podcast off right now. You didn't do it, did us? you? <laughs> Well, for all the people who didn't leave right away, here's where we do the sequel, secret special prize. There's a secret special prize, right? Yeah. Tune in next week to find out what it is. 
This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Unless I died at Fest. Here's what I'm not gonna teach you That you should be afraid to try Or if you aren't good, you'll get a lump of coal Or swim in fire when you die I won't teach you you're not enough Or that you need to fit in But there's a vengeful God in the sky Keeping track of all your sins What a scary thing to know The gravity that hangs on my voice I don't know what I'm doing But I know what I've got Sometimes when I don't know who I am I make a list of what I'm not It's just me and your mom Building our little team Hoping everything we do and don't teach you Helps you grow little wings Grow little What I'm not gonna teach you That you should always get the shiny new toy Don't give your cares to those who compare They'll steal away your joy I don't wanna teach you the good die young Or the lie about green and grass Or that boys don't cry Or your mama and I will love you less if you come in last It's a scary thing to know Gravity that hangs on my voice I don't know what I'm doing But I know what we've got And sometimes when I don't know who I am I make a list of what I'm not It's just me and your mama Making it up as we go Hoping everything we do and don't teach you Helps your little wings grow me and your mama building our little team hoping everything we do and don't teach you helps you grow little wings grow little wings